just two girls living on the Upper West Side, taking everything in stride. We're the Jewesses, Jewesses, blonde edition, yeah. Hello, Derricka. Hey, Jen. That's right. Guess what? What? Episode number 20. Cinnamon Tove, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov, and Cinnamon Tove. You guys, we are so excited. By the way, my name is Jen, and I am Derica. I am single and ready to mingle here in the city. And I am married and very harried. That's right. She wears it well, though. And basically, we talk about relationships, things that bother us, controversial views, pop culture, anything that really comes to our mind. Anything. We just want to talk with you guys and see if you guys can give us some advice, because we love to give you guys advice. It's a lot cheaper than therapy. It really is. So anyways, Derica. Yes. How was your week? It was very good. I just saw you. I've seen you like every two days this week. So Isn't that amazing? It's been a good week. I think that that is an amazing thing, and I want to keep that pattern keep going. Keep that pattern up. Yeah. Um, so, Derica, I also had a good week. It's getting really hot here in New York. Um, annoying. However, um, I went to a cool rooftop Shabbat meal, and then after that, we went to like a party, which is called an Oneg in the Jewish circles. Do they serve eggs? No, There's no eggs. They should. Um, Deviled eggs. You're right, actually. So, anyways, it's an... Let them know. Oh, okay. Okay. Just go throw that out there. All right. I appreciate that. I think I think that could be conveyed. Okay. Anyways, I went to this Oneg, and everybody, all you listeners out there... Okay, we're in the Upper West Side. A lot of these meals are geared towards the singles. A lot Mm -hmm. of singles are hosting and coming to these meals and these Oneg's where they don't have the deviled eggs, but it's fine. They have liquor and stuff. And essentially, these are like meet and greets. This is like a casual way to potentially meet someone in a very, like, non-structured, kind of fun, stress-free way. It's the Shabbat after party. Yeah, it's the Shabbat after party. Everybody's already eaten their meal, and, you know, they're just going They're already full from Kogel and schnitzel. And, like, what a perfect time to meet a girl when I want to throw up. <laughs> That's I'm true. I'm so full. I really need to use the toilet. Let's talk about it. I mean, to be girl. fair, yes. Actually, now that I think about it, yes. Like, your first of all, Jewish cooking has so much salt in it. Jewish cooking makes you so bloated. It's so, you're so bloated. And, like, the dress that fit a certain way, like, four hours ago does not fit the same Hell way now. No. Anyways, regardless, we went to this thing. Hopefully, people don't notice because it was on a rooftop. It was a little dark. Yeah. So, I wanted to say... It was very nice, very fun, lots of different people, obviously a lot of um, singles there. And I was trying to mingle, I was trying to be outgoing and like say hi to everyone, and there was this group of guys that I ended up standing near, and I was trying to introduce myself, there was a girl there, I was talking with her, I was trying to like be like, oh, what's your name, what's your name? Derricka, they, they couldn't give me the time of day, okay. The guys. The, yes. Okay. okay. First of all, they the first thing was they were talking about how they fold their arms. Uh, how they fold their arms. Yes. First was how they fold their arms. I don't fold my arms. Okay. Well, I fold my arms leaving one hand out. I, I, you know, when secu- do you fold your arms? So security guards, you ever see the security guards are always tucking their two hands in like this. You like those big security guards? I don't fold my arms that often. Well, anyways, I fold my arms. I think my boobs are too big. Well... That's another story. <laughs> um, okay, r- ridiculous. Fine. They're talking about this stupid thing, folding. Okay. Okay. Keep in mind, these are single men and single women. Okay. So what is their what is their prime what is their prime conversation besides folding their arms? Okay. What else are they at worried the point, about folding? At the <laughs> at the point your that, legs crossing your legs. Yeah. Sorry. At the point that I decided 
to exit the conversation was when they decided to have a heated debate on whether they fold or scrunch toilet paper. Now, Jen, you told me this. Yeah. And you were disgusted by the conversation. I I was. I have to tell you, though. It is a very important conversation. Okay, fine, but there's a time and a place, and I feel like a singles event is not a time and a place, especially when you have single women standing right there. You're literally foregoing the opportunity to meet someone to talk about freaking toilet paper. I understand. No wonder why they're single. Point taken. <laughs> but let me tell you, my husband and I had this conversation recently, actually, okay. because okay. for years, he likes the big, thick toilet paper. Mm-hmm. And I like the crappy, cheap toilet paper. Yeah. And we have two bathrooms. And in one bathroom, there is the thick washcloth toilet paper. And in my bathroom is the thin, crappy toilet paper. Right. And I said to him, you know, I really just want to buy like a costco size version of just one toilet paper. Yeah, that's not too much to ask. But I can't do it because... We both use separate toilet paper. And I asked him... So you have a divided household. We have a divided household. Wow. And I asked him, why? It's so thick. How do you... How do you... <laughs> it's like... It's like... It's like, a, it's like a washcloth. How do you use this? Hmm. Found out he's a folder. And I'm a scruncher. This is so much information and that I don't need to know. I but didn't okay. know <laughs> that people fold the toilet paper. I had no idea. I thought my whole life you scrunch toilet paper. I think women scrunch and men fold. Because I think think my father also folds. I had no idea. Not that I want to be in possession of this knowledge, but I I think that. My husband can't take the time to fold anything. Oh, but he folds folds the toilet paper? I thought, this can't be true. Right. You actually waste time folding the toilet paper? I asked you to fold your shirts. You you don't fold them. Sweaters, you don't fold them. But the toilet paper, you can fold. And it's disposable. He's he's literally throwing out his work. work. I know. Every single time. So, I didn't even think this could be... People act, so this is this is this is a problem. So now for the rest of my life, we have a divided household. Now I have a plan to get him back. Okay. When we have kids, God willing, with, with Hashem's help, you know what? What? They're going to be scrunchers, <laughs> and I'm going to get everyone to scrunch. That is some sweet revenge, Derica. And he's going to be outmanned by scrunchers or outwomaned by scrunchers. He's. We're going to move to the cheap toilet paper that you scrunch. Wow. Think of how much money you can save towards family vacations. If we just scrunch. Yeah. You could even... Wow. So this is my this is my plan. So listeners, it seems like a dumb conversation. Um, yeah, it does. But it's really important. <laughs> I guess it is. If you live in a divided household. Okay. Okay, fine. To be fair, I don't live in... I, I, I buy my own toilet paper. Regardless, Derica, the thing that made me the most upset was... These men, time is ticking. Okay, time is ticking. These are single men. Most of these are single men. They they could not give any women the time of day. I even spoke to another woman, and she she also noticed like yeah, they are just no. They're into their own conversation. They're they're all in the corner. They're okay. Go be you. Do you? But do you boo? But do you? But get out of my way. So I get it. Not the best conversation. Definitely agree there, but. I've had it after almost 10 years of knowing my husband. Okay, well. (laughs) Okay, next topic. All right. Scrunching or folding is anxious attachment theory. Da-da-da. Da-da-da. All right, Erica. In my quest for self-improvement and bettering my future goals, 
I have invested in some literature. AKA finding a baby daddy. Yes. Um, <laughs> one with money. Um, okay, so I, I, I've made the trek to the Barnes and Noble. Okay. And asked the helpful uh, bookstore lady where <laughs> the relationship section was. You're like, excuse me, I need help. Yeah. Um, and she just stared at me for a second and then just pointed. Oh, Was there a bunch of single women there with cats? And, uh, they're, like, in theory, yes. <laughs> okay. Okay, so anyways, I got these amazing books, and one of the books I wanted to talk to the listeners and, and you, Derricka, about was yes. this amazing book actually called Attached, and it's by Amir Levine and Rachel S.F. Heller. Oh, they sound Jewish. They they kind of do, yeah, actually, yeah. right. Um, Maybe they're Jewesses? Well, one's Amir, might be a guy. Jewos. Yeah, exactly. Anyways, so I've been learning so much about myself. And Tell me every, what you learned. Everything makes sense now, and I've only I had this knowledge like ten years ago. Oh my okay. gosh! Okay, so apparently, just a, like a brief summary, there's uh, three or four different attachment styles, and when they say attachment styles, it means how you act and feel in a relationship. So there's anxious. There's avoidant, there's secure, and then I think there's like a combination of two together. Okay. Okay. So anxious is basically like, it's, I identify with anxious, which is basically like, oh my gosh, something is going to go wrong. Oh, like if I notice somebody's upset, are yes. they upset at me? They like, I feel like they're withholding their emotions. Um, you know, I'm always kind of like criticizing or critical of like the situation over analyzing because I'm afraid that I'm going to lose the attachment that I fought so hard to, to seek and to get. That is, that is deep. It's very deep. So you have anxious attachment. attachment. Yes. I have an anxious attachment. I would call it a disorder, but whatever. Okay. Uh, okay. So anxious attachment. And I'll say one other thing. Uh, there is, tends to be a correlation between people that have anxious attachment an avoidant attachment. Therefore, hmm. an anxious attachment and an avoidant attachment seek out each other because they are looking for qualities in each other that they themselves lack. So avoidance, what did you call it? Avo- yes, av- avoidant attachment. So basically someone who likes to avoid? Yes, so they uh, make sure to kind of, they'll be in a relationship, but kind of essentially keep a lot of their emotions to themselves. They won't fully invest themselves. They won't fully kind of give themselves into the relationship. And they seek out the exact opposite. They seek out the exact opposite because they they want someone that is overly attached to them because they lack it in themselves. And it's just, it's fascinating. It's just, it makes so much sense in my head as to all my past relationships. Also with avoidant is that they tend to have some ideas ideal in their head of a perfect like utopia of how a relationship should be therefore that's part of the reason why they don't invest fully into your relationship because they have an idea of something perfect and you're not perfect isn't that crazy that is deep girl okay yeah so 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 avoidance so i noticed jen that you pick up on things yeah before before i can even think about yeah what a guy could be doing, you're like, no, 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 he's doing this. And you can tell. Yeah. And I would have never it's like a, picked up these It's clues. like a sixth sense. I'm like the canary yeah. in the cave that yeah. passes out because of the smoke. Yeah. Or the and it's so, monoxide. like, it's such a small change. Oh, it's small, but I pick up on it. I mean, you pick up on it. Yeah, it's crazy. I now I wonder the things that I've done. Have you thought, like, like have you picked up and you've been like, uh-oh. Well, um, we'll talk about that off the podcast, but anyways. Um, 
She's a canary in the like. I yeah. think of things that like you're like, oh, everything's fine, and then like <laughs> a mass murderer comes and goes. Everything is fine. He doesn't. He's not gonna really do anything, right? Like you just you pick up on these small things. So yeah, this is because of your type of attachment, exactly. So a very interesting chapter that actually made me think of conversations that Derica and I have had about um, me and relationships and dating and things like that is, is very, very much tied back to that is that I will pick up on things. Derica will reassure me, no, 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 don't worry about it. And then sure enough, unfortunately I'm right. Yeah. And I don't want to, I'm be like, right. you're over analyzing yeah. this, blah, blah, blah. And she's like right on the money. Yeah. So here we go. This <coughs> is a little summary, a quote on page 79 of the book of the book. If you have an anxious attachment style, you possess a unique ability to sense when your relationship is threatened. Even a slight hint that something may be wrong will activate your attachment system. And once it's activated, you are unable to calm down until you get a clear indication from your partner that he or she is truly there for you and that the relationship is safe. Mm -hmm. So here's a problem in these times, in these difficult times. I usually find that the relationship is not safe. Yeah. And that's why I'm getting that anxiety. So as an example, I remember you were dating someone and he wanted to meet you mm-hmm. by his office. Oh my God. And you were like, that's because he wants to break up with me. I'm like, how do you know? That's because he doesn't want to see me anymore. Like, yeah. I guess he you, he used to come to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now there was this change where he wanted you to meet him by his, by his office. There was a change in behavior that was significant enough. I would have never... Ever. Really? Ever. Picked up on that in a million years. I mean, I just, I notice changes in, in behaviors and patterns, things that people used to do if they're shying mm-hmm. away from that. Mm-hmm. For me, that's an indication that something has changed. And therefore, my anxiety peaks up and I'm ultra sensitive to any other changes. I would just literally think, okay, so he wants, he's busy. He wants to be close to his office. Yeah, that's not the way my mind works. And and unfortunately, I was telling Derica this, that I would rather be ignorant yeah. in my hopefulness that everything is fine rather than be um, be right and what if they're just busy like i'm busy i'm miserable in my knowledge versus i'm i'm ignorant in my bliss unfortunately you need to be more ignorant (laughs) but i mean (laughs) i mean man that's hard because every little change you're over you're analyzing i know i know i know and here's the thing this is what they also say they also say that of course this is not an all like one all and be all thing like uh, there's a caveat Uh, they they say that the study shows that people with anxious attachment styles tend to jump to conclusions very quickly, yeah. and when they do, they tend to misinterpret people's emotional states. So, okay, I can be guilty of that for sure. Yeah. However, it does say further down when they've done it, they actually did a study that when given the time, when I, when a person that has this anxious attachment system, when they're actually given time and, and they have to wait to make a decision, yeah. they still have a hypersensitivity to what someone's emotions are and they can pick on, up on it quicker than someone with a different attachment system. So does the book tell you how to like deal with this? I don't know. I haven't finished yet. We'll get okay. to so it. Now you just know you're, you're really good at picking up people's just, behavior changes. Yeah. Like, so watch out everybody. I'm going to pick up on it. I'm not yeah. going to know You do anything. Do. You, you change the yeah. the food that you order yeah. or yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, she's, she's on it. Okay. I'm on it guys. I'm on it guys. Okay. So All that's right. interesting. Yeah. So now let's move on. To the, the 2019 blackout. What, everybody? Okay, guys. We're first, glad everyone was safe. Yeah. First of all, 
we hope everybody was safe and on an elevator or subway at that time. And um, we were together. We didn't realize what was going on. No, and I'm so glad because you know what? We could have been separate. Like, like Phil is out of town. Yeah. And I live by myself. Yeah, and we were having snack Shabbat. And we were having snack Shabbat because I was like, this is an amazing opportunity to hang out with Derica. And she has an amazing rooftop. And um, we decided to go up there. Mm-hmm. And then when we were up there... Um, Derek had first received a notification on her Alexa saying that the trains were down. Yeah, it was like, the trains are down on 72nd Street. Yeah, and I was like, huh, that's interesting. Yeah, and then we get up to the roof, and we can see, like, all New York City is gone, is blacked out. My yeah. my theory is J-Lo obviously blew the Transformer fire. She was too hot right? to handle, because she was playing at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, and that's the crazy thing. We saw these three girls, they were taking pictures and selfies, and they were decked out head to toe yeah. in these awesome like body suits with glitter and everything like that and I was like oh you guys look great and they said oh thanks we're going to the J-Lo show and I said to Derek oh my gosh I wish I was going I to know. J-Lo and literally like 30 minutes later that's when we started hearing about the blackout we didn't hear about Madison Square Garden until a little bit later um which got evacuated yeah but that's crazy crazy stuff and i wonder do they rewear the same outfits because i mean they invested so much time in those I, outfits. I would hope they would i mean i blame mayor DeBozo, but anyway we <laughs> we we so what did you do on the blackout did you go on your date okay so derica knows i had a date and this is why i was freaking out because i was like oh my god i can't take a shower uh, i'm gonna like get dressed in the dark like but i don't you, know. you had power yeah thank god i had power um, maybe it would have been better not to go yeah. on a date. <laughs> so tell me about the date. Okay, so fine. So I went on this date, and it was somebody that I met through it's one a date. Of you wanted a blackout. You wanted I, a blackout. Wanted, I wanted a blackout. You wanted a blackout it that date. It wasn't like a bad date. It was just like I knew extremely early on that this was not the right person for me. But he said something very interesting, didn't he? He did. Yes. Yes. Thank you for prompting that, Derica. Yes. We, <laughs> we, went, <laughs> we went to a bar. We sat down and started, you know. Um, and... He came right out, like, I'm like three sips into my beer, and he said, you know, you know, I'm looking for something serious, I want to be in a relationship with someone that I communicate with, yada yada, I was like, oh, okay, that's all great, and he said, but you know, I just want to say, like, I don't always believe in honesty in a relationship. What? Screech. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, whoa, 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 back, back up here, back up here. I was like, what do you mean? So that's his, that he leads with that? Yeah. He leads with, I'm going to lie to you? First of all. This is when he's on his best behavior. Yeah, first of all, if you're going to How do you know that was a lie? I don't even know. It could have been a lie. I don't know. First of all, by the way, we still have like three dogs here, and um, yeah, Toby and has a little toy. Toby, shush. He oh, likes to. Uh-oh. Is that a Goldie Peak? Oh, that is. Okay, anyways. <laughs> um, anyways. Um, so, yeah, he um, he led with that, and I said, okay, so do you just mean, like, you know, you would be tactful, a white life? I say, do I look good in this? And instead of saying, no, you don't look good in this, you would say, maybe try a different shirt or something. Is that what you mean? And he was like, no, 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 I just mean... You know, if there's something you would be upset about, like I was out with my friends and you ask, were you out with your friends? And, and I say, no, you won't be mad at me versus if I said, yes, you're going to be mad and then we'll have a fight. And I was like, well, that makes sense. So essentially when I ask you a question, it's a 50-50 chance that you're telling the truth. Okay. 
So this guy is Israeli. Yeah, this guy is Israeli, and I was like, maybe he just like culturally didn't understand when he was saying that what that really meant. But so there was like a difference between Israeli truth and American truth. Uh, Israeli truth. Okay, it's, I understand. Israeli truth is like the brutal honesty truth. Like you will get like, what you ask for. Like you look pregnant in that shirt. Yeah, yes? you look very you, pregnant. Twins, triplets. Twins? I don't know. No, I don't know. You look a little, little heavy. Yeah, though. this must be your like fifth pregnancy because ah. you're very big. You know. Right, right, Toby. Okay. Toby agrees. So, yes, okay. Yes. So American truth is more, oh, how have you been? Anything new? <gasps> has anything changed in your life? Um, yeah. Yeah, the shirt is a little, do you have anything else? You can't have on? sushi, right? No yeah. sushi or deli meat, right? Right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe you should, maybe another shirt you have available. Maybe right. Maybe something a little, maybe in black. Right. Right. That's American truth. That's American truth. So, I mean, here's the thing. Um... It's good to go on these dating experiences. It's also really good in the very beginning to not ignore your inner red flags. When somebody's now in different places in my life, there definitely were times where people said things of red flags. This was a very obvious one, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, there is definitely times where people will say something and just don't on the first date don't negate that remember that and make a decision right away. Is this something you can live with? Is this a quality or trait? that would be uh, a concern to you. So that's my advice for all the listeners that are single out there and dating. No lying. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So anyways. Yes, you look a little pregnant in that you shirt. You look a yes? little pregnant. Yes, yeah, no, yeah. yes. Okay. Okay, okay we, we keep going. We, we done. Keep, we keep going. We done. You guys, thanks so much for joining us. We had so many adventures this week, including the blackout. So hopefully we'll have really good adventures, more dates, and less blackouts next week. And less dogs. And less, oh my God, less dogs. Less pee on the floor, apparently. Yeah, there's a big puddle behind me. Anyways. <laughs> um, what do you what that smell was? <laughs> okay, yeah. Anyways, guys. Well, that's why, because we were talking about toilet paper. Ah! <laughs> Maybe she wanted me to scrunch it I for want her. I want her foldies to scrunch her or fold her. Anyways, whatever. Um, you guys, <laughs> thanks so much for joining us. We can't wait for you to join us next week. Don't forget to hit subscribe on Podbean and on iTunes. We're also on Twitter under Jewess the Blonde Edition and Facebook and Instagram. We can't wait to talk to you all soon. Have an awesome week. Jewess is out. We're just two girls living on the Upper West Side Taking 